0: Welcome, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between. And I do mean everything. Thank you for joining us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to you, uh, frequenters. And if you're just joining us for the first time, we are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. And we do it one track at a time. I am uh, just one of your fearless leaders, one of your co-hosts, Mark Kameyer. Joining me as always, my co-host Corey Morissette. Corey, are you ready to make the magic happen tonight?
1: Why the fuck did I say I would start going to a gym? That's tiring. I'm I'm very tired. I've actually, I'm ditching the Gatorade tonight. I'm back to whiskey. I thought, what the fuck? I, 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 and as I I showed people in our, in our Patreon group today, uh, I've been editing old-time dancing for the last two days straight. Uh, we, oh we got this great uh, one-man band. His name is Len, and he plays keyboards and accordion at the same time while singing. I don't even think Mark could handle that. And he plays no. all your favorite country standards, but holy God, am I ready for some Van Halen tonight?
0: <laughs> you, you're you saying you don't want the one-man band. You, you're, you're ready for some Van Halen, but hey, he's here's great. my question. Yeah, oh, I I commend you, and I absolutely will uh, reiterate, no, I can't do that. I can't do any of that, Uh, so kudos to Len, the one-man band, but here's my question to you. uh, Since you're not in the mood for a one-man band anymore, you want some Van Halen. What happens when we spin a song where it's nothing but Eddie Van Halen? That's a one-man band, as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah, no, that's very true.
1: I don't think he's going to be playing Who Stole My Kishka, though. Which is one of the polkas
0: <laughs> that I edited today? Oh my god! Can you? If, if, if I don't know if it exists, it probably does not. But how funny would that be, Van Halen polka? If there is Van Halen polka, somebody please let us know. There's, there's gotta be. I, there's no chance that Eddie or Alex dabbled in polka during their musical journey. If they did, awesome. I want to hear it. But all. Uh, but let's just assume they didn't. There's still gotta be some polka covered van halen out like there's got to be something out there so please let us know dear listeners um and uh a not so clean segue from that is something Corey just mentioned uh our patreon we have a patreon and it is live we are we are now a part of the uh the patreon community uh you guys said you wanted uh more from us, you, you, you want to hear us ramble more about a, a band and the like, uh, even though we're not experts, we just were simple, humble fans. You want to hear more from it? You, we heard you and you got it. So now we have a Patreon. So please check out the Patreon and the podcast will rock. We have some amazing tiers for you guys. I think some that many of you will find pretty, uh, pretty. I would say, well within your budget and Awesomely fun. What, what would you say, Corey? Any way we can uh, tempt them to uh, come on over to the dark side of Patreon if they haven't already? I tell you what, just seek out our friends like uh,
1: Perry Lonecker and Scott Monroe and Kevin Brown, who all signed up for the Patreon. Kevin, uh, who's uh, lurking uh, as we are recording this here tonight. He's watching along. That's one of the perks. Uh, so he's going to get to know the wheels, the selection and and hear the song before anybody on Friday. Hey, Kev, Uh he said it was a no brainer. And so let, let's all be more like Kevin. Uh, Kevin yeah. is a Tom Petty fan. He's a Queen fan. He loves craft beer. Uh, they don't get any better than Kevin.
0: No, none whatsoever. So be like Kevin. We like Kevin. Join the Patreon and uh, let us know uh, what you want us to do, what what you want us to talk about, and what you want us to spin. That's right. You get on Patreon. There's more than just one wheel. Uh, we, we, we'll have so many wheels. Uh, but you got to let us know and you got to sign up for it. You'll be ahead of the curve if uh, if you do that, just like Kevin. And uh, speaking of good people that we really appreciate and we we enjoy having them around, we enjoy having our guests around tonight. Uh, a very special guest, not a first-timer. He's coming back coming back to the show uh, not to talk about Judas Priest this time, but he's going to talk about some more Van Halen. We love that. Please welcome back to the show, George Solano. George, hey. welcome back, dude.
2: Well, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on once again. I love your show and I'm listening weekly as usual. You guys are always doing a great job. And the fact that I get to be a part of it once again, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm ready to chill with a couple cool cats, talk about some Van Halen. And hey, where do we go from here? Oh, you know, I think I know.
1: Yeah, I think Corey, I, I think would, you know too. Yes,
2: Corey, would you be so kind as to click that link I sent?
0: Oh, there's a link. How to kill all mosquitoes in the area? And yeah. that's right. How to uh, kill uh, all sorry, mosquitoes? I mean, yo, it we, yeah, it's it's very when important to kill mosquitoes. In
1: the area. <laughs> <laughs> so the, it opened up in the uh, podcast for Raqqa YouTube. Page, not my own.
0: Look, look, I live in the <laughs> south. Okay, mosquitoes are no joke over here when it gets hot. So yeah, let's kill the hell out of those mosquitoes. All right, are you ready?
1: Maybe a, a special from our friend George. Here we go. Let's move it over here so that uh, I wonder if I can get it so Kevin can see. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing gets me down,
0: you got it tough, i seen the toughest around, and I know
1: maybe just how you feel. This is what I've been editing all day. You gotta roll, roll, roll where the punches and get what's real.
2: Is this any better?
0: So than the my against the record machine. I ain't the worst that you see. Uh, can't you see what I mean? Uh, might as well jump. Might
1: as well jump. Go ahead and jump. that baby yodeling was great you say you don't know nice but you real will real. know until you begin so oh my god i'm having flashbacks well, to my, my whole week the
0: asking you shall receive that's for sure i wanted van halen polka that's what i got
1: kevin commented he loves how happy george is so do i <laughs> here we go uh, might as well
0: jump jump
1: love the Muppets on the shelf behind her, like Bert was there. Uh-huh. Ooh, sax solo.
0: Ooh, sax!
1: Yes, accordion! We were waiting
2: for it, we are in the whole song to hear some accordion Cory.
0: All right. Wow. Oh man. That well, that that is just fantastic, and I loved that. Um, wasn't expecting. Uh, wasn't min? expecting. Uh, let's see the 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 Dash, uh Damish. Uh, Heimat Damish, I believe is uh, how you pronounce that. Um, that sounds expect, like a, a uh, good guess
2: to me. Yep.
0: Didn't expect like Jeff Tate to come in there with vocals, but you know, hey, what are you what are you gonna do? Uh, that is that's just fantastic. Um My goodness. Thank, thank you, you George for bringing that to us. Yes.
2: Yes, we now very you didn't much reference pre- that was Jeff so fast. Tate just because I'm wearing a Queensryche shirt right now, did you? Or you I be, didn't even uh, see
0: that? I didn't even see it. The, uh, we're synced up anyway. <laughs> we are. It uh, homeboy was uh, on the video was bald and he sounded like Jeff Tate, so I just assumed that was Jeff Tate. Um, so I was like, well, that's <laughs> that's kind of a weird twist to this to uh, Van Halen Polka, but I'm not mad at it. That was great stuff. Uh, thank you so much, George, for sharing that. Um, god
2: you I, asked I, you said it had to be I out did, there I,
0: uh it didn't take long for youtube to deliver the goods exactly and uh and you get that one uh no no uh no charge no charge for that that's just free good quality entertainment and we appreciate <laughs> it so how do we even uh where do we go from there at this point uh cory you got any uh, Van Halen newsworthy other than Van Halen polka of course uh anything else uh, going on uh that you want to share with the class
1: You know what? I've been uh, at the gym and working all day so I haven't really <laughs> had a chance to look to be honest with you I know well, that it's cool. a, uh all on the Van Halen news that's one of the things I haven't got to it yet but there's a, a big a- interview uh with Michael Anthony uh from Trunk Nation uh it's mm. uh, posted there Uh, in its entirety. Uh, There's also an article on the Kinks. Mick Avery uh, talks Van Halen's cover of You Really Got Me. That would be really interesting. Oh, yeah. His comments. And uh, you can watch Van Halen's dreams at the Whiskey uh, Go-Go from 93, uh, upscaled version, all that and more. And, again, uh, I think I mentioned last day. but Gary Sharon did a big big interview uh, with Jeremy White, and you can catch uh, the 22 minutes he talked about Van Halen all on the Van Halen News Desk.
0: And uh, do all that. Uh, Check out Van Halen News Desk. You know, that's where we get most of our uh, current events in terms of Van Halen uh, from those guys. And we uh, we're very appreciative about what they do over there. And, uh, yeah, be sure to show some support. How about that? Hopefully in that Gary interview, he doesn't mention a podcast that uh, he believes talks shit about him because we we try not to. And we always apologize. Don't talk about the bogus Otis boys like that. Come on. <laughs> no, I would never. Yeah, I would they're never. nice guys. Yeah, they are nice guys. We like those guys. We'll have them on the show again at some point. Well, and, uh, and I, I didn't have a chance to talk to you,
1: uh, Mark, but they're planning a little uh, three-way action with us and the DLR guys. Hey-o. Maybe another uh, collaboration uh, in the future uh, with those guys. Ooh,
0: well then, stay tuned, listeners. That that might just be uh, in the not too distant future. That's but uh, now, all right, all right. So uh, yeah, as Corey said, tune into Van Halen the news desk if you want to to check out what's going on uh, in current events of van halen so for now let's move on over to the rockin poll and read out some tweets so uh things are going to be done a little bit differently this time you guys you know we try to accommodate uh for all the tweets however you guys tweet a lot so we had to sort of consolidate and if you want your tweets for sure read on uh the show then uh Join the Patreon. We got a Patreon tier for that. Uh, and uh, you will absolutely, if you join the tier and look it up, it'll it'll make sure you get a guaranteed spot. And we will guarantee that we will read out your tweets. So uh, that being said, let's go ahead and go there. Last week, we discussed Can't Get This Stuff No More from The Best of Van Halen Volume 1, an album very near and dear to my heart, personally. Um, not everyone shared that sentiment but i would say that the uh the voting ratio went probably as well as uh e- expected what we have is an 82.7 percent what dreams are made of with a 17.3 dream is over so you know most people pretty uh pretty keen based on the voting pretty keen on this song uh any big shocker to you there uh cory Ah, uh, maybe a little.
1: I think initially I always thought this was kind of the, the ugly stepsister to uh, Wise Magic. Uh, so I was maybe a little bit surprised at how much love it got. Uh, but I, I, I dug the song, so I was pretty happy to see almost 83% uh, what dreams are made of. But like you said, uh, a couple of vocal uh, uh, dissenters, and, and they had uh, good points too. Uh, certainly not my favorite uh, Van Halen track from that album. It's a greatest hit, so obviously I, I enjoy most of them. Uh, but of course. I've certainly heard worse. Uh, and we certainly <laughs> got worse, uh, on the uh, best of both worlds compilation.
0: Oh, ain't that the truth. Uh, let's see, uh, George, while I have you here, man, I'll, I'll just ask you straight up. Uh, do you have any thoughts on can't get this stuff no more? Did you vote or, uh, do you want to uh, yes, elaborate? Sir. Yeah, sure.
2: Yeah. Now I give it a thumbs up. It's not like a super strong thumbs up. It's not mm-hmm. in my top Van Halen tracks category. It's got a chill groove to it and the solo really cooks. I think the ending part really kind of drags a little bit and they could have maybe chopped some of that, but mm. overall like it's towards the positive. It's a thumbs up for me.
0: That's that sounds about right. That's that's kind of where uh I I remember being uh when we discussed the the track. And I I might have a little bit more of the nostalgia of it because of because of it being on this particular album and that was my uh gateway into more van halen-ness so yeah i totally understand that all right so then uh let's go over to uh what everybody else was saying we're gonna start with uh our our buddy and our our fellow uh sort of honorary podcast will rock panelist uh as well as a new patron Uh, So he absolutely gets to have his manifesto of tweets (laughs) read on the show uh, from our dear friend, Scott Monroe. Uh, We appreciate you. Thank you so much, Scott. Uh, I'm saying that now, just in case uh, this manifesto leaves me uh, irritated. But no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But he did write a lot. So let's get to it. And he even prefaced it. Warning manifesto inbound. So here we go. The upshot is this track is hashtag what dreams are made of for me, mainly because of the back half with Eddie's killer solo and David Lee Roth's more energetic final chorus and more cowbell. Ha! You knew somebody was going to bring up the cowbell. I knew it because it, it just had me laughing. Um, he goes on to say, Much like Mark and Brett, the best of album go, uh, got tons of repeat listens in my youth. And like Mark, that's me, I had similar feelings to uh, to this track. I always felt it started too slow and was the weakest of the three new songs. I'd usually skip it in favor of the other two. Also, like Mark, I'm not as harsh on it now that I'm older. The intro is serene as Eddie noodles towards the main riff. And when it does kick into high gear, yowza, what a groove. He actually did write yowza, uh, <laughs> and I appreciate that. Uh, I don't mind David Lee Ross' lower register vocals, though. I prefer them on Mewise Magic. That said, it's fine, and the lyrics are clever and well-crafted. Having the Mikey harmonies louder in the chorus would have really elevated it and uh, contrasted nicely with David's deep delivery, though. 1,000% agree with that. Uh, The talk box section is where my ears really perk up. It's a cool, new, and yet retro sound for them, and I dig it. And the dirty rhythm underneath it all by Alex and Mikey comes to the forefront. So good. Here's where D- David Lee Roth ramps up, too. As the solo ends, we get a classic woo that harkens back to youthful high energy at David as he goes higher and more intense on the final chorus. Everything going on here was worth the wait. I, too, could do without most of the minute-long meandering outro, but the cowbell is indeed great. I'm here for it. I've got a fever and the only prescription is more Alex Van Halen. Truly. You can't get this stuff. No more. Uh, Hashtag. What dreams are made of yet again. Thank you for that, Scott. That's good. I, and you know what? I, I commend you because you do exactly what we ask for on this show. When we put up these polls, uh, usually we ask people if they're not so hot on a particular track, at least tell us why don't tweet us with a, this song sucks. And then that's it. Like, Okay. That's it. That's all you got. Cool. Uh, Scott, on the other hand is this song is great. And I'll tell you why in seven tweets. Uh, but that's, that's good. I like a, a good, uh, analysis. So yes, and there you uh, are.
1: I find myself agreeing with every point uh, except one. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of oh. the talk box. That's about the only thing. Uh, I, I, I kind of wavered from Scott on otherwise everything else yeah. I totally agreed on, but our next tweet. I figure we'll, we'll hop back and forth there. I'm going to sure, steal sure. this bit from uh, Seaside Pod Review. Both uh, hosts now read the tweet. So I'm stealing something from you, Kevin, and I'm reading your tweet as I do it. This is from our good friend Kevin Brown, who says, not for me, very, very average all the way through other than Al's drums. And I do love Al's drums on that track. Also, should I have been called uh, up for breakfast part one? Ouch. Ooh. Because, uh, quote, steak and potatoes, a feather in a bucket, I slice at a time like a pizza pie, eesh. <laughs> Hashtag this dreamers over. So he's not a fan of the lyrics. I I, I kind of was. I, I love David Lee Roth uh, metaphors for food and the uh, palm trees. I, I think we settled on that. It was <laughs> he was talking about, but uh, there's a dissenting vote. Um, he, he found it very average. And, you know, I can see his point, even if I don't quite agree with it. But there's a thumbs down from Mr. Kevin Brown. Wow. Of and course. you
2: can do worse with food metaphors. I mean, the song cherry pie <laughs> is out there. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, oof. Yeah. That one's so bad. I whip up the batter and she licked the beater. Amen. Even even the vocalist of Warrant to this day hates the fact that he wrote that song because yeah. he knows it's awful. He knows it's bad. Well, the, the, and, uh, yeah, the, the label said, we don't have a single. So he took 15 minutes and wrote Cherry Pie and it became their single. Like became their single and that that is what uh, they are now forever known uh, for writing. And I mean... That's probably not the greatest legacy you want to leave behind in a, in a band like that. But what do you do? Right. What do you do? Uncle Tom's cabin
1: is still a banger track though.
0: (laughs) That one's good. But there you go.
2: Let's talk about a band that has way more bangers. Van Halen. Yes, sir. What other comments you got?
0: Hmm. Well, going over to our friends uh, Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast, also patrons. Uh, Dave had to, uh, Dave had a lot to prove when they did the two songs for the reunion. That didn't happen of the greatest hits package. He worked his butt off, and it shows. Great song, great work put in by everyone. The quality of this song and Me Wise Magic was comm- was a uh, commiserate with the disappointment, sorry, there there were two tweets, Uh, commiserate with the disappointment the reunion didn't actually happen at that time. Uh, Look how good this could have been, we all thought. All too bad. Dave sounded much better here. Do you agree with that statement?
1: Yeah, uh, Dave did have a lot to prove uh, when the reunion didn't happen, right? This is supposed to be the big triumphant return to Van Halen, right? And then he went up on stage at the MTV uh, Video Music Mm -hmm. Awards and made an ass of himself, so... (laughs) <laughs> um, but it, it, it kind of proved that, you know, that old magic was still there. I know, uh, uh Kevin disagrees, but me wise magic it, uh, to me was, you know, a classic newer sounding Van Halen sound that still harkened back to women and children first, uh, you know one of their harder mm-hmm. albums, right? So, uh, yeah, the, you know, he did have a lot to prove and they largely succeeded. And then of course we went from that to the Oh four, uh, uh, tour with, with Sammy and
0: oy, things kind of
1: <laughs> fell off the tracks from there.
0: Fell off the deep end, yeah. Um, it's just a the, the phrase that stays with me. There is Dave had a lot to prove, and it's it's just it's really hilarious. It's hilarious to to think about that, uh, because it's David Lee Roth. You well, know, think about his career you know, at that time, right? Yeah, like around it, that time, very true. Yeah, it's just on the surface, hearing that statement is like Dave, what did, what in the world did Dave have to prove? And then you have to like, no, no, no. In context, you have to think about this this and this and this and like yeah okay but yeah yeah like on the on the surface dave had a lot to prove like wow what a statement his popularity was waning at that
1: time right like a little ain't
0: enough i don't think sold it certainly didn't sell like skyscraper or eat him and smile did so no no so there it is uh and I'll uh, let's see, just a couple more here, just because I thought it was funny. This one especially, mainly because I get a shout out from Michael Green, our buddy Michael Green, the uh, Van Halen Three enthusiast. Says, "Yeah, I dig it, but how did Mark pick this over Me Wise Magic? I'll never understand." Hashtag What Dreams Are Made Of. Hashtag Van Halen Three for Life. Hashtag Apologies to Gary. There's a lot about me, Michael, you will probably never understand. Just like I will never understand your deep devoted love to the album Van Halen three kudos to you more props, whatever makes you, yeah. Yeah. Whatever makes you happy, but uh, that is my only retort to that. Um, so I'm glad you, you read and his.
1: I'm glad you read his because uh, I mean, yeah, if you, I you weren't going to. to, I was going to. <laughs> uh, I want to. I want uh, read out our, our good buddy Rave a Flave. Yeah, said uh, Eddie's lead post voice box is great. I like the obscure lyrics and Dave's delivery. Great backing vocals and Alex is spot on all the way through. You can easily disregard my thoughts because I might be the only one that actually likes the extended outro. So that that was one vote for the over a minute long extended
0: outro. So. Well, you know, again, much like Michael Green, whatever makes you happy. If that long outro makes you happy, then hey, good on you. Just uh, thought it went a little bit long for us. Uh, uh, And uh, I'll I'll read one more here uh, from... Jeff Brewer, he says, like the guitar work, good example of Ed's ability to play interesting guitar lines. Not a fan of Eddie Van Halen playing talk box or wah. I prefer his sound without those gimmicks. Uh, Dave's okay here. And the cat made me lose my spot. Dave's (laughs) okay here. I like this better than me wise magic learning to see it's about time and up for breakfast. So, okay. Well, you know that I'll give you that. I'll give you those. Oh, we, we've pissed off Kevin Brown.
1: Uh, he says, Uh-oh. I can't believe you stole part of our format, you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> apologies to Kevin. Hashtag yes. apologies
0: to Kevin. There's the yeah, new shirt.
1: Yeah, we, we did steal the portion of the show where we uh, go back and forth reading tweets. Uh, everything else from Kevin's oh. show, uh, he's stolen from us. So I, I just needed to point that out real quick.
2: <laughs> so, hey, look, podcasting is just a cyclical series of us all stealing from each other because I stole y'all's format for how you play the songs. So
1: <laughs> Hey, and we, we stole all, all of our stuff from Pot of Thunder. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, true, all it's owe true. Little yeah, to each other. Yeah, absolutely. That's the and, best uh, artists steal. I, I was still shocked when Kevin said, "Can we uh, use your format?" I'm like, "It's not my format. We stole it from Pot of Thunder. So you're yeah. you're just <laughs> re-stealing their format. We just added a wheel. So we, yeah, we added a wheel. wheel. Yeah. So yeah.
0: little does Kevin know we're going to start doing Queen songs next week. So uh (laughs) yeah surprise everybody uh and uh okay you know lastly i'll read this one from van halen lyrics yes says uh it's what dreams are made of because you literally can't get this stuff no more sad face emoji bonus it's what dreams were made of when we learned david lee roth refused or uh, i'm sorry. When we learned David Lee Roth returned to record new songs with Van Halen, sadly, we can't get that stuff no more. That dream is over. Some, uh, crying face emoji. And yeah, you're right. But uh, honestly, though, at this point, would you really want to? Like, w- would you want to? Because I mean, I know because Dave is off doing his own thing, uh, trying to, I guess, let's say revitalize old van halen tunes and uh kind of re-record them bring a new energy to it and we don't frankly know what the fuck he's doing <laughs> yeah frankly that energy's not working for me so you know so you know, so i ask you is uh is it is it sad that we can't get that stuff no more um i don't know i'm i'm inclined to think not really but uh it, but in terms of having eddie around yes very sad so, uh, so there you go. There's some uh, there's some tweets from the poll last week. Thank you, everyone, for submitting them. Uh, and if you, like I said, if you really want to get your tweet uh, for sure read on the show, go over to our Patreon, subscribe, become uh, one of the tier members, and you'll get that and all sorts of goodies. We're we're gonna give you as much goodies as you want uh, within uh, within our capabilities. So That's there you by have a lot. it,
1: and more coming uh we're yes. talking about maybe resurrecting a couple of old shows that Mark and I did and making them mm-hmm. Patreon exclusives and oh we got a whole bunch of good stuff maybe in the pipeline so get in on the ground floor there might even be some get Kevin the- Brown designed exclusive Patreon merch ooh there
0: you go so we people love uh if you and thank you for that uh if you if you haven't checked out our merch store or haven't checked it out in a while you should really get on over there too at uh dot we have it on there it's on our t public store check out all that merch uh our, our friend kevin brown has done some incredible designs uh for us Absolutely. and uh they are they are hilarious and they are awesome and very much sort of you had to be there or you had to listen to it very very uh uh inside joke base. So if you listen to the show and you're wearing our shirts, only you'll know, like you'll know and everyone else will be like, what's that all about? And all oh. you got to do is tell them, check out and the podcast will rock. Right. And extreme and mammoth are touring, right? So wear your podcast will rock
1: here on tour. So that uh, extreme fans and mammoth fans could go, what the fuck is that? That sounds terrible. <laughs> <Make> sure-
0: <laughs> everyone wear your apologies to Gary shirts, please. Cause At he extreme eventually, shows, yes. Yeah, he he'll see them, and he'll go, "What the hell is that?" And he's like, "Oh, you don't know." <laughs> and then, and, and he then needs either the support. Yeah. I mean that or all hell will break loose after that. Uh, either way, I'm kind of here for it because I just I just want to know. I just my I just want to know what's gonna what happen.
1: Oh, my dream is to get Gary Sharon to record. A, you're listening to and the podcast will rock for some reason. These guys are a bunch of dickheads. And then we segue into "Hello, Baby" in the intro
0: of the show. Is he on cameo? If he's not, someone tell him to get a cameo. We (laughs) can make that happen. Good stuff. All right. Moving forward, you guys, it's time to get into the meat of the show why we all come here. But before we spin that wheel, we do our second favorite thing. And that is say it with me, take a shot, manifestations. That's right. We manifest the song that we want to hear tonight. So, George, hey, you're our guest tonight, you've returned. Uh, you've been aching. You've been waiting. You've you've been uh, uh, chomping at the bits. Yeah. I just assume uh, to talk about some Van Halen. So, what Van Halen track or maybe a, a, Va- a Van Halen era do you want to manifest for tonight's show? I don't know. We're not going to let him uh, pussy out like they do on Seaside
1: Pod Review. You got to name a track. Ah. Kevin does that can't with do Randy all the time. Just, just pick you an can pick an album. You think George I can't can... name a track? George, name whoa, five on,
2: songs. Kevin. Okay, fine. Name five
0: songs. <laughs> <laughs> That'll all be right. the next shirt. Name five songs. Yeah.
2: Okay. So I guess my manifest destiny tonight is to get a Sammy track. All right. And we know that I fell victim to the deep dive podcasters curse and spun a Van Halen three on my first oh. time here. Yeah, you did. And I was on a live show when we did I'm the One. So I got a Dave. I got a Gary. I got to complete the trifecta. And if we somehow spin another Van Halen 3 song tonight, then (laughs) I got to warn you, I may or may not get a phone call for a family emergency and find out that some (laughs) relative I don't know passed away.
0: (laughs) I I understand that. <laughs> that's the only editing we'll do is that uh we had george at the beginning of the show and then all of a sudden we didn't <laughs> if we spin Halen three yeah. <laughs> we won't even address it too we won't be like oh, jo- oh george was with us but he's gone no we'll just carry on with the show like yep. it's like was uh, he ever he there like i don't
2: know yeah. three curse oh you said i got a name and track well i want to see Emmy. let's let's do something fun let's do get up
1: Oh, good one! That's a fun nice. one. Yes, fifty-one fifty. I'm down for it. Yes, absolutely. Now, you are. Uh, uh, we should uh, mention uh, we have a Manifestations channel on our Patreon Discord. So I asked oh, the patrons right. what do they want to hear, Kevin Brown, uh, this weekend. And first of all, what the fuck took you so long, Kevin? He finally picked up on vinyl a copy of Rocks by Aerosmith and Women and Children First. So welcome to the fold, brother. <laughs> and what took you so long? Those are two musts when you're starting any vinyl collection absolute classic albums front to back but he wants to hear a little women and children first uh how about a little cradle rocking is what he wants to hear so
0: and when then- i first read that i was thinking uh he was talking about and the cradle will rock and i was like uh uh or he is talking about actually, he is and talking the about the rock but I, what do you think he was no, talking my, about? No, my uh no i that's my mistake i had thought <laughs> we had already spun that that was the problem. I was going to be like, you dumb bastard. We've already done. And, but then I realized like, wait, no, we haven't. It's because you hear it every week. Song. It's part
1: of the intro. Yeah. No, that
0: that's is. A, I mean, it's our namesake, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, so no, he's not a dumb bastard. I'm a dumb bastard because <laughs> I thought we spun it. No, uh, that that's a great manifestation. Um, yeah, that is. Scott Monroe had a good one too. He wants to hear a Sammy track. How about when it's love? When it's love. If there was ever just a primo Sammy ballad that's the one uh yep. would not be mad about it as you guys probably would have guessed so there you are all right well Corey, your turn what uh you're, you're in the mood for some van halen as long oh, as yeah. it's not a a one-man bander uh what uh what do you want to hear tonight well you know what? because george
1: is here and we all love george and he he's trying to manifest the sammy track i'm also going to manifest a sammy track and i want something a little dirty groove to it i want a little black and blue from OUA Eight One Two. one black and blue that's what i'd love to hear tonight
0: Well, you're all wrong because we are, well, you're half wrong. You're all half wrong because we are, I believe it in my bones. We are going to spin a Sammy track. However, it's not going to be any one of those. We're spinning pound cake tonight. That's what we're spinning. You think? know why? Because that's what I really want to hear. That's why (laughs) (laughs) it probably won't happen, but uh, it's, it's fun to imagine. I have such power and I'm calling my shot calling it uh it happened for Corey three times surely by the end of this show i'll have one you're running out of opportunities for van halen manifestations
1: we have 49 songs uh, left (laughs) on the wheel and we've been trying to get pound cake
0: for a while we have yeah well we've been to be fair we've been trying to get uh a track from the fuck album another track from the fuck album for a while and it's just it has not been in the cards but i don't know I'm feeling uh I feel something special in the air so I think we're in for something good. I definitely think we're in for a Sammy track. Could be either one of ours or it could be none of them, but I think Sammy is uh is coming up. So, with that being said, uh George is ready. He's he's got his manifestation, power's going strong. I know Corey is, so if uh if Sammy's in the back and he's ready to go, what do you say we spin that wheel? Here we go.
1: going to come up to oh it's a dave track but it's a gooder how oh, about everybody oh. wants some from women and I children want first. Some.
2: let's do it I'll all right
1: Kevin, it's too. from women and children my friend you should be pretty happy with that
0: i know i am uh so once again my manifestation powers are weak and it wasn't even close Uh, but, uh, am I mad about that? Certainly not. I think, uh, this is, this one's going to give us a lot to talk about and discuss. I think we're in for, uh, something interesting with this one. I don't want to show my hand too, too early. Uh, but, uh, any, any first initial thoughts, uh, from you gentlemen, before we get started without tipping your hand.
2: Well, I think that ship sailed for me because (laughs) I feel like I sounded pretty excited. When everybody wants some spun on the wheel, so hey, well, it's too late for me to not tip my hands.
0: <laughs> well, okay, now well, maybe it's uh, uh, maybe you've tipped your hand a little bit, but you could always uh, change your mind the further we go along and the further we analyze it. You know, we'll we'll give you some some extra things to think about. So, um, uh, Corey, any uh, any opening statements before we kick this track off? I tell you, my, my first, and I had to go back and double check because I
1: thought maybe I was just too old and I was forgetting. But, uh Bark, you ever see a little uh, movie from 1985 called Better Off Dead?
0: Oh, have I? John yes. Cusack? Yes, uh, indeed.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there a claymation part of that movie where like a hamburger or a cheeseburger is singing this song?
0: There is, just like there is a <laughs> crazy paperboy demanding his $2. That's right. Uh, Yes. It's a, it's a glorious film. It's a very, it's a gloriously weird film, but uh, it is got all the eighties goodness that you love and adore. And if you're old enough and remember it, Uh, go check that out. And yes, nice uh, appearance of the track. Everybody wants some.
1: That's right. We're going to officially count this as a half manifestation for Kevin Brown too, because he got the right album and he just sent me a picture. Uh, He still has women and children uh, on his uh, turntable right now. He's been listening to it all weekend. So uh, good job, Kev. And, and, and yeah. Give, yeah, good good call, too, because this is an absolute uh, classic uh, from Van Halen. Uh, here's a couple of little uh, nerdy things, uh, courtesy of our friend uh, CJ Chilvers and the Van Halen Encyclopedia. But the open hey. guitar effect uh, was the same as in Atomic Punk, but instead of Eddie rubbing against all the strings, he rubbed just the low E. Now, that sounds like a Stormy Daniels Trump kind of thing. Uh, so maybe, <laughs> Mark, you're a guitar player. You can kind of help me out with that. What does that mean?
0: low e that's just the top string of the guitar the thick one so he was rubbing that thick one i
1: did not pay stormy daniels to rub my low e that's just made <laughs> up by by sleepy joe biden
0: oh bitch you thought uh but that i digress <laughs> i could go i could go on and on about that whole thing but uh yeah uh well that's interesting i that that doesn't shock me based on how it sounds uh this intro uh yeah but uh, a lot of uh this is a very speaking of long intros and outros. This one's a, a pretty pretty long intro uh, for this song, but but it's a build up. It's like this grand build up. It's a little different than uh, you might expect. It, it, it the first time I heard this, I wasn't sure where the song was gonna go because it gives you and <laughs> it gives you sort of this uh this feel of the jungle. Uh, this intro and you feel like like oh okay are we doing uh are we doing a welcome to the jungle sort of thing here is this is this their uh their guns and roses moment um and then you realize like no not really not even close it's just uh something fun and something animalistic but that's and there it is right there it's giving you the sounds of the jungle because like the animals are here and they want some everybody wants some
1: all right, you guys ready to to hear a little everybody wants some from Women and Children First? You know it. Let's do it. It's
0: a great monkey. that e Just rubbing
1: it Yeah, before we get too deep into it uh, according to cj chilvers again van Halen encyclopedia the drum vocal interlude was completely ad lit really yeah so uh dave did right
0: on, on the lyric sheet monkey sounds Make sure you lead off with the monkey sound. <laughs> it's like, it's like, like, pre- pretend you're uh, some some primates in the jungle during this this part. It's like, no, just, I don't know, do what you want. And, Tarzan uh, Yeah. You know, yep. Tarzan Yell, of course, is like, I mean, look, Dave, uh, he looks like a guy who would fancy himself a Tarzan. I tell you, this album was hear... real. Sorry, go ahead, George.
2: I can hear why you compared this to Welcome in the Jungle. You, know, you got a very tribalish beat and the mm-hmm. whole vibe it's very wild feeling right off the bat
0: yeah yes. animalistic
1: when i tell you uh uh, uh kevin brown wanted uh, and the credible rock for his manifestation this was the b-side to that a-side mm-hmm. so uh way back in the day if you bought the a-side and the credible rock this was the b-side to that so I'll give him 3 quarters so you... of a manifestation now for
0: Yeah, there you go. You yeah. you get a uh, kind of credit sort of. Yeah. It's, it's very important that, uh, when you are willing to, when you're ready to get down, when you're in the mood, uh, and you're in a public place, it's important to note that you're in a public place. So maybe it's not wise to, uh, just have it out right there, just in a public setting, like, you know, a subway train when there's full of people, especially if the conductor's looking at you. So I applaud Dave for pointing that out. it's like, look, the conductor's like don't do it you're wasting your time don't do that here but why, it. But, why are they wasting everybody time, wants though. some yeah i mean well we don't we don't know that yet i just assume that uh you're wasting your time because uh like maybe she's just she's just not that into you i don't know Yeah, that, that, maybe
1: <laughs> the, the conductor's like come on dude she's way out of your league
0: yeah, like, and you know, it said if the conductor of the subway is noticing like, bro, yeah. bro, what don't a fuck, that's fine. They, it happens on the subway all the time, but this chick way out of your league, you're
1: wasting your yeah,
0: time. Yeah, It's like, make sure it's consensual. And, uh, I don't think it is on her part. So just move on. You just got to move on, bro.
2: It goes so against what you would expect David Lee Roth to tell you. Yeah. You can't get romantic on a subway line. When do you ever hear Dave discouraging you from getting romantic?
1: Ever? <laughs> exactly. Dave's asexual. He'll fuck anything, mud, chickens, anything, like whatever comes his way.
0: <laughs> I love lines, that. Uh, I love how he wants to use the term "get romantic." It's like there's nothing romantic about what you're trying to do. Just, uh, just, <laughs> just call it what it is. You were just making animal like monkey sounds. We know what this is. But Don't everybody call it romantic. Wants some, yeah, everybody wants Well, them. I That's want some too. Yeah. But I mean, you know, everybody needs some, and I, I get it, but uh he, time in a place. It is time in a place, line, but and, baby everybody wants
1: some. Come on, I want some <laughs> too. Maybe how about you? How about you? And she's just like, Not today, not with you. Dave's a little desperate in this song. I don't know if I like it.
0: <laughs> he's just I've like he's in a, a mood. Of,
2: no, I've rode a lot of New York City subways. There's no possible amount of flowers candles and wine that could ever make a subway romantic
0: no and I'll that's what i'm saying like the... yeah, we got yeah,
1: nothing that's... like that up here but i'll take your word for it i've seen movies <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah see yeah i've seen, uh, I've seen movies and enu- yeah enough like to that. know is like ooh yeah i mean i've ridden the subway in new york once and uh, there's nothing romantic about it
1: My get this all right let's keep going Baby, how about you? Yeah, but I, before I I read lyrics, I didn't know what the hell he said there, but it's,
0: I took a mobile light for a moonbeam. And it's like, what? Exactly this. I'm so glad you said it first because, like, I was literally about to say that, but also. I took a mobile light looking for a moonbeam. It's like, what the fuck are you talking
1: about, dude? First of all, like, why?
0: Is is that a flashlight?
1: What? It's like. I'm assuming so. He took a flashlight looking for a moonbeam?
0: I don't know, but two things point out. Yeah, I didn't. I never knew what he was saying right here. So one, now that I'm looking at the lyrics, I don't know if it's better that I know. And two, why is he doing a Randy Newman impression on this part? That's what I want to know because it's not. It's not helping. I hate when he breaks into short people in the next verse too. It's just <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like impression and everything. It's weird. Yeah. Like Dave made some weird choices on this album. He was like, yeah, we need some fucking monkey sounds, some Tarzan
1: yells and some Randy Newman. That's what the kids want to hear. <laughs> it's like, that's what the kids want.
0: Randy Newman. Yeah. It's 1980. God damn it. It's a new era. He's hip. I don't know. Actually was Randy Newman hip in 1980. I don't know. I don't know. Jesus. He writes for Pixar now. I mean he wrote well I, and major league I mean he he wrote yeah. some uh, he wrote some good songs <laughs> yep, for some good did. movies so I mean you know there's that but Respect. um yeah but uh, I don't know if everybody wants some is the time and place you want to bust out Randy Newman <laughs> looking forward good beep Everybody wants some. <laughs> I want some too. I want some too. Oh, man. Of course, you, of
1: course you do, Randy. Well, Zach, but we got to get back to the song now. All you hear is Randy. Oh, yeah. It. Go ahead. I'm depressed. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing a
2: lot of clowning on the lyrics, but I guess at some point we might as well talk about the music because what I'm hearing is pretty smoking. And oh, yeah. th- this song's great because that build up, you get the. Oh guitar's slowly coming in with Eddie playing those licks, and they're teasing you. And this intro is awesome because it's just priming you. It's getting you ready for that fast riff to come in once you're past the one-minute mark. And Mm -hmm. then it's like a Panama-esque rocker. And then the song has such a great rise and fall because after you get through that first chorus, and the song goes back down a little bit so you're getting sort of uh, how do i say it it's just it's dynamic that, and
0: it's yeah thank you that's exactly the word like that kids is called dynamics and that's what you want in a good rock song
1: amen Before we get into the guitar solo, I just want to point out how great the production on these albums is. Like, Ted Templeman. Yes. What a producer. And uh, I was listening to some old Pot of Thunders, and and they they were spinning songs from, like, the first couple of Kiss albums, and they sound like fucking garbage. Like, I don't know what Mm. the hell the the production team is thinking on those records, because they just sound terrible. But here we go, you know, late 70s, early 80s, and these things sound immaculate.
0: It helps when you have. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. I guess it helps when you have a producer in the studio that really understands the sound of the band that they're recording. Uh, probably. I mean, I I would assume for this album, Ted probably had a lot of input because he just knew how to bring out Van Halen's sound to the 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 fullest. Uh, in my opinion, anyway. Like every time we hear good mixing and good production quality in a Van Halen record most of the time correct me if I'm wrong uh Templeman's behind it uh, yeah. the only other one that yeah. we kind of single out is balance uh Bruce Frederick. right right yeah. um yeah which isn't bad but I mean like I don't know there's something about the Templeman method just just worked uh but go ahead George
2: and you can't beat the bass tone on this album oh. yes it all sounds great
1: and that's one thing uh Kevin stopped commenting I, I wonder if he had a stroke or if he fell asleep but uh, listening to this on vinyl, Kevin, I bet you, you, you can really pick out that, that bass tone fan fucking tastic on vinyl.
0: Good low end. Good. Uh, the, the rhythm section in general, like this is, a, will talk about the music for a second. This is a, a heavy, a heavy Van Halen song. Like Van, Van Halen's always been a hard rock band, but as we all know, they have their ballads, they have their kind of slower sort of melancholy, uh, type songs, you know, to, you know they got dynamics you know they're a versatile band but first and foremost they are rock and roll and a hard rock and roll and this uh, to me anyway is up there amongst their five heaviest all the way from that opening intro into the the main riff it's uh, a lot of a lot of low end used in there um eddie probably put a lot of bass and uh, a lot of upper gain up in in his guitar for this song in particular for sure so it's uh it's cool it's very very cool
1: we Heard from Kevin, he's still awake. Uh, he says, uh, One of the things I love about this album is that there are no covers. And Is it the only DLR era Van Halen album without a listed instrumental? Uh, no, Tora Tora uh, was an instrumental, uh, leading into loss of control. We just covered that one not too long ago, but it, there's only the one, uh, yep. if I remember correctly, on women and children. So, but uh, yeah, uh, no covers, a heavier album, and one of the least popular at the time. Like, it, it took a while to get this thing to platinum. Uh, mm-hmm. it wasn't until uh, you know, the Sammy era, everybody kind of went back and bought the back catalog that women and children, you know, kind of inflated its numbers. But I remember reading Noel Mugg's book and and take that with a grain of salt. I understand there's a lot of discrepancies maybe uh, for, with his recollection. But uh, he was talking about having to grease the wheels with radio a little bit uh, for mm. women and children because they didn't hear a single. And, of course, we had and the cradle will rock and everybody wants some. Uh, But, you know, they didn't really think there was a standout single on that record. So they really had to kind of grease the wheels with radio and it, you know, kicking and screaming. They kind of dragged that thing to platinum after the first two albums just went through the roof.
0: You think uh, you think people did that? You mentioned uh, once Sammy was in the band, people went back and uh, checked out kind of the earlier catalog. And that's what uh, uh, boosted this album to platinum status. You think people did that out of spite? Because, Uh, you know,
1: uh, no, I I think and uh, maybe even going back to 1984. I think 1984 oh. opened up Van Halen to a whole new audience, and then this uh, uh, 5150 did as well. So people That's went back and bought the back catalog after those two records. I think.
0: Ah, fair enough. I always just assume because you know how diehard the uh, the Dave Camp is. Oh yeah, um, it,
1: it, but I I, th- I think yeah, they're so. a minority uh, in the grand scheme of things. They're definitely they're definitely vocal. Like the oh the, the yeah, the guys are just yeah they're crazy for DLR. <laughs> but I, I I think they're they're a minority like. You know, 1984 sold 10 million records. Like, you you don't sell 10 million records just from the diehards, right? You have to like cross, you have to cross genres in a way. to get Country fans on board. You got to get R and B fans on board. So, whatever record, everybody on board. Yeah, Yeah, when the record goes diamond, you're 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 crossing genres with that too. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Shall we keep going? Yes, please. I forgot we're playing a song. We got an Eddie Van Halen solo. Solo, We got a solo. Come on. Holy shit! Here we go. (laughs) mm <laughs> Now we 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 talk about Eddie playing a solo to fit the song. Is, mm-hmm. is that a solo that fits the song? In my opinion, absolutely. But I'm listening to Alex bashing the fuck out of that ride cymbal uh, on that second section. Like man, that guy's just killing it. Fantastic stuff. But not a lot of variance in that solo. Mark, uh, what did you think?
0: Well, to answer your to answer your question, does it fit the song? Yes, it 100 does. Uh, he's not. He did not go the flashy route uh he went I don't know how you would describe it he just he essentially just played a solo that absolutely fits the narrative of 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 the music that they are presenting um other point is it just me or is the rhythm section like really really high up in the mix uh versus Eddie's solo in this or the solo was is, is a lot headphones? lower
1: no you're you're absolutely okay. right yeah they're they're mixed usually you get Eddie front and center
0: uh, that's what and, I'm saying yeah that's he kind was of on the, part uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I got as much bass as I did drums and guitar, but yeah, everything was mixed pretty level there. Maybe that, again, Mm. uh, producer uh, uh, choice uh, on that one.
0: Probably so, and I think uh, maybe because Eddie plays the solo the way he does, and uh, instead of it being this sort of in-your-face flashy solo that we know Eddie does so well, and often, Templeman decided, well, since he's not doing that, he's doing, he's just kind of playing a solo that sort of fit again, fits the narrative. Uh, he doesn't need to be cranked up so high. Maybe um, the groove is the star on yeah. this one, right? Just, just just let him kind of groove in that middle section. The groove and the riffs are definitely the star of the song. I will, I will concede to that. Um, but again, I'm just speculating here about Templeman's thoughts on that. I am no expert. Um, George, how do you feel about it?
2: That solo is pretty good. You know, it's a simple ascending pattern and we all agree It works for what it is, and, you know, Eddie has had plenty of time to shine in the song. The fast riff is great. Those licks in the intro, they're fun. And now, you know, that part is kind of Alex's time to shine, and Eddie's Mm -hmm. playing something that can sort of back that up, and it sounds good without being too distracting.
0: Right. That's a good, yeah, that sums it up pretty nicely, I think.
1: I love on the lyric site we're watching or li- uh, checking out here. It just says in parentheses, "ad lib jungle." Ad lib jungle sounds. <laughs> ad lib jungle, <sounds.
0: laughs> jungle sounds. I'm over here looking at the, uh, the the Google page for the lyrics, and they don't even bother with that. Like, nah, it's like it's inaudible sounds. We're not writing that shit. Let's enjoy some more ad lib jungle sounds. Yeah. <laughs> back of his stockings i've always liked those kind of high heels too
1: you know. no 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 no
0: don't
2: take them off don't take them off yeah
0: that's a little more
1: to the right right so, so what is she doing to him that he said a little more to the right she's scratching his back
0: Yes, she's scratching his back with uh with, with high, heels. high heels and stockings on and uh I I I love the, the fact that uh this is clearly um improv ad lib thing because Dave had to stop short when uh when the rest of the band came in with the riff yeah. he's yeah, like he was oh shit, like don't talk right there like he had to wait for the break to uh, come back in with the like I like uh, and they left oh, okay. it in. Okay, I looked the way. Yeah, and they left it in. Like, no, it's 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 brilliant. It's genius. Um, but it's hilarious to me. And I didn't um, because upon until this show, I didn't realize that that was all improv. I just, I mean, it it sounds obvious when you listen to it now, of course, and with with hindsight. But I didn't know that. I just assumed Dave had this idea in mind when they went in recording it. So this was just all part of him. But oh how naive I was. Yeah. I probably heard the song a hundred
1: times. and never picked up on that. Uh, like <laughs> he was starting to ad lib something. If he stopped, cause the band kicked he he
0: in. Yeah, so, so now it's just funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: Love it.
2: And Halen loves doing passages like these where Dave's ad libbing and they sort of just drop it. They drop the guitar out of the mix and it's just the drum. I call it a, you really got me part because that's probably oh, yeah. the song where they're <laughs> most famous for doing it and guys get your mind out of the gutter she's not doing anything perverted or giving it there she's not giving dave a back scratch She's trying to hang up a painting and he's telling her a little more to the right and she's wearing high heels because you know it's high up she's got to reach it he's
1: just commenting on him like hey yeah i always like those high heels like I love mm-hmm. it. And head Who doesn't pan, like a nice pair of heels? Yeah. If you're Putting a man, though, a you panting. can't wear them in Tennessee anymore.
0: Yeah, <laughs> No, nope. no, you can't. And <laughs> oh boy. We that's that's another show. If you guys want to tune in to uh the thoughts on that, uh we'll we'll make a tier on Patreon. You Coming sign up on rantings of a maniac. yeah, rant, or, yeah we're, we're gonna bring that back. Yeah. I like ran, Oh my god. yo is it, that'll be a long episode, let me tell you. Uh because boy do I have to rant about this. Dumbass state. Well, I tell you, George. Uh, Kevin Brown disagrees
1: with it. He says if DLR is breathing, he's being perverted. It's the default <laughs> setting. It is, it and is. I, I got to agree with Kevin on that one. Yeah, I think it is the default setting. Whenever you get your David Lee Roth, the default setting is disgusting pervert.
2: Not in this song. He's telling you not to get
0: romantic on the subway.
1: That's right. Well, no, he wanted to. The conductor
2: is <laughs> no, telling him. He wanted the,
0: the, the yeah. The con- the conductor's yeah. like, nah, dude, it ain't happening for you. <laughs> All right, let's keep her rocking. (laughs)
1: in a song where he's begging for sex at the very end he goes look i'll pay you for it what the fuck
0: Uh, so there you go the the moral of this particular song is look everybody wants some like uh, me too i gotta get mine and he just apparently yeah apparently he just can't get it willingly because see i don't know it seems like he's coming on a little too strong and it's so much so that even a subway conductor is like my dude (laughs) stop it he just sounded like you just had blue balls, right? Like,
1: fuck! I'll, I'll even pay you for it. Like, come on, Jesus!
0: Maybe that was the original title of the song, "Blue Balls," and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe Templeman said, uh, uh, "Can you can you workshop that title, maybe?" We you know, know because got
1: even more pathetic. Mikey was doing some cool shit on the bass there on that outro.
0: Yeah, he was love it when uh when Mikey gets to shine even if it's just for a moment <laughs> but you know we we're we're big uh, uh proponents of Michael Anthony getting his uh his just do so good stuff there you go there that is everybody wants some from women and children first uh a popular song uh you've heard it as as Corey mentioned from better off dead and uh you know not to mention Things like uh, uh, Joe Dirt, uh, mm-hmm. Zombieland, I believe it was, it was featured in Zombieland. Uh, Rich, Richard Linklater even named uh, um, one of his recent uh, or more recent movies after the title of it. Is it right. good? Um, it's, a, it's a movie. That's what I'll say spiritual about it. But it's called to,
1: Everybody uh, Wants Some. Yeah, and it's a spiritual uh, sequel to... Uh... Oh, the name escapes me. I just covered Days, Days
0: yeah, Con- yeah, it. Yeah, a spiritual sequel to Days of Confused. Yeah, I know a lot of people like to think that. Um but there you go. Um anyway, yeah. I'm just by what he said. For, I haven't seen yeah, yeah. See the movie for yourself, I guess, and make that judgment call. I, for one, did not, but or I didn't see that uh particular, but it I digress. Anyway, so there we go. You guys, we've done it. We've another one in the books. Not one we manifested, but uh Pretty close. A pretty, very pretty, close. pretty good. Yeah, very close track. Uh, Kevin Brown was the closest, so I guess he gets yeah. credit for it. uh But now, now we discuss the most important thing, and that is whether we think this song is what dreams are made of, or is the dream over? Did it not live up to the standard that it set back in 1980? Does the song hold up whatsoever? George, you are our guest. You know how this works. Uh, Did everybody want some? Uh, Would you say that it is what dreams are made of, or uh, is the dream over for you for this one?
2: As is traditional for the visiting team, you're letting me bat first, and I appreciate that. So here we go. This is a great song. Women and Children First is my favorite Van Halen album. And this song is a strong selection off of that one. And what I love about this song is that every band member has a chance to shine. And we've been talking about this the whole time. Like Anthony sounds good. Alex sounds good. Eddie's doing some fun stuff in there. And before Dave solicited this woman at the end, he was on fire with those screams and this is a nice track it's definitely what dreams are made of for me
0: well said well said indeed there you have it uh Corey, not uh not the sammy track you were hoping for but uh but a good dave track uh probably uh but Where's how do you that? feel about oh. the godfather the legend all right. Enough of that. You got to pay me the proper <laughs> respect. I got to play my theme before I vote. That's yes. Of, of course. Of course yeah. I've forgotten. Uh, but, uh, but all right. Uh, with all respect, Corey, my, my co-host of the show, do you think that everybody wants some lives up to the hype after all this time? And it's what dreams are made of, or does uh does the desperation of David Lee Roth just turn you off entirely, and the dream is just completely over for you? Hmm.
1: I tell you, I'm not real fond of my David Lee Roth begging for sex, uh, <laughs> and just giving up at the end and saying, "Fuck it, I'll pay. You. I don't care. Like, <laughs> hundred bucks will you suck my dick? Like that. That's not David Lee Roth to me, right? But uh, how can you vote down this song, right? Uh, Everybody Wants Them is an absolute classic from Van Halen. We had a lot of fun with the lyrics, but the music kicks ass. Uh, the production kicks ass. Uh, I, I'm kind of with George. Uh, if you kind of remove like 5150 and 1984 from the equation, Women and Children first, definitely in, in my top uh, favorite Van Halen albums, especially the Dave Vera albums. I put this above Diver Down. I put this above Fair Warning. Uh, I even put it above Van uh, Halen too, maybe. Oh boy, that, that that's kind of a close one for me. But uh, I love Women and Children First, and, and this is an absolute standout uh, from that album. So, uh, the goofy lyrics aside, and Dave begging for sex, which he sh- he should never have to do. I'm sure he's doing it nowadays because, you know, he looks like, you know, an old saddlebag or whatever. But um, back then, Dave could, you know, get whatever he wanted. But uh, Mark Kamara, the question now comes down to you. Uh, is this, for you, what dreams are made of or... Is the dream over?
0: It's a no brainer. This song, as I mentioned earlier, is uh, one of Van Halen's heaviest, I believe. And uh, it's, it's just a straight banger all the way through. No pun intended based on the content of the song. Uh, It is, uh, well, much like, or much, unlike dave in this particular uh track it is a banger uh his character is not unfortunately but no this is uh this is one of those songs that you i think should be a go to when you want to think about hard van halen's hard rock catalog their uh, the the songs the music that makes them uh uh be definitive as van halen you know it's 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 kind of uh it makes you it's heavy it makes you feel good because there's like those riffs just they just don't quit um I, I dare say it's kind of that party rock atmosphere a little bit on this song uh that people love i mean of, of course it is it's what people love about van halen especially if you're a big lover of the dave era then I think this one should at least be in your top 10 of good songs. And I'll, yeah, uh, Women and Children First, as I reiterate what both of you said, this song or this album is really like a big standout. And uh, the more we kind of go into it, the more we discuss the tracks on it and uh, kind of remind ourselves no, 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 this song was on this album. Hey, this song is on this album. And it's like, okay, yeah, this album bangs like so much harder than other albums we've discussed as you say it's better i think it absolutely trumps diver down uh probably i don't know that it would necessarily beat van halen too for me but i understand what where you uh where yeah yeah i understand the sentiment on that one for you there Corey. but uh this is a great album this is a great track so there's really not a whole lot else to say about it i mean this is just to me one of many examples that is quintessential van halen there you go. There it is. A full, clean sweep on the panel. It is what dreams are made of. Everybody wants some.
1: Now, we have to play my favorite game. How many times did Van Halen ah. perform Everybody Wants Some? Uh, let's start with you, Mark. We're going to give George a couple of seconds to think about it here. Mark, how many times do you think Van Halen played Everybody Wants Some?
0: Part of me really wants to say this absurdly large number, but I don't know. That Van Halen, uh, this this could also be one of those tracks where you would expect them to play it a lot, but they don't for whatever reason, or maybe they just couldn't find time in the set to to sneak it in there. But okay, uh, to hell with it. I'll say they've probably played this song live according to set list FM five hundred times.
1: Five hundred times. Remember, this is Price's is Right rules. You have to get closest to the actual number without going over. George, what do you think? How many times did Van Halen perform? Everybody wants them.
2: I don't follow the set list too much for Van Halen, so this is going to be a total guess. I don't know. Is this like a super popular song? It it's not one of the. It's not one of the same five songs they keep playing on my classic rock radio station over and over, so. <laughs> Uh, maybe they only played it like 50 times. Let's say that.
1: You're going to say 50? Say 50. I'm going to wow. say 50. All right. You're a little bit off. Mark Kamire is the winner tonight. Van Halen performed this song 569 times. Ooh. So you were 69 oh, off. You got close. Nice. I, I think you're close enough that. <laughs> that you would get both showcases, Mark. That's pretty good. Uh, they they right performed on. it first, March but 19th. You're missing the 69.
2: And you're going to end up having to pay for it, just like Dave at the That's end
1: right. of the song. <laughs> fuck, baby. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll pay you for it. <laughs> fuck, I'll pay for it. <laughs> they even played it uh, October fourth, 2015 at the Hollywood Bowl, so one of their last shows. That might have been, actually, their last show. They did uh, Everybody Wants oh, Some. So uh, a staple Pretty of the David Lee Roth uh, tours.
0: I mean, I don't see why not. It's, I mean, it's a banger. And uh that's song. you really yeah, yeah, if you want to get the crowd really like pumped and motivated, especially you play this song after you play a couple of uh maybe like not so heavy songs and you're worried that maybe there's a lull in the audience, whatever, you bust into this, they wake up immediately. So yeah, I that doesn't shock me whatsoever. Well, I, awesome. I think
1: they kind of led this into Panama. So you you, you kinda ah, okay. kind of take that dry beat for, or let's try that again. I've had a few whiskeys. That uh, tribal beat. <laughs> Uh, yeah. kind of at the end of everybody wants them right
0: into Panama. Come on, that, that's great shit right there. That is. That's a good uh good transition. So yeah.
2: Very smooth. Fair it enough. might even be the same beat or very similar.
0: Yeah, very close. Yep. Yeah. Probably so. Um well there you have it. We've done it. Another one in the books, another one down. Uh big special thank you to uh to uh everyone in the uh joined us on the Patreon. We'll talk more about that later. Big things, uh big thanks to uh George as well for joining us. George, before we uh dismiss uh the show and just please tell us what you got going on. Where can the people find you? What what uh what's going down? Oh, you
2: know the drill. Just if you're a Judas Priest fan or maybe even if you're not and you want to hear cool people talking about music, you could check out the Judas Priestcast and we do the Judas Priestcast uh semi-regularly, at least one or two episodes a month. And I do that with my co-host Hattie, who's over in Bangladesh. And I love that we're getting two totally different perspectives and such a diverse backgrounds coming together just to talk about this one band and approaching these lyrics from different angles, from our different backgrounds, and at the same time finding things that we agree with and making sense of lyrics together. It's kind of what we do and love. And, uh, you guys, if you're, I'm losing my train of thought. It's getting really late. <laughs> I got nothing else to plug. If you like Judas priest, listen to my damn show,
0: <laughs> the Judas priest casts, uh, and, uh, they'll tell you all about why they think t- a touch of evil is the best Judas priest song, or maybe that's just my opinion. Uh, but there you go. Uh painkiller always thank you so much george for being on the show again it's always a fun time having you Corey. can you please let the people know uh how to find the show where they can go to support us and uh please fill them in on the patreon yes uh, you can find
1: us at www.podcastforrock.com you can catch up on old episodes uh get yourself some merch uh we're available on all the social medias uh, at least the ones that currently matter uh twitter twitter for the time being, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, run by our one and only Mark Kamire. And of course, on Patreon, searches up there, podcast will rock. Uh, pick a tier that's right for you and uh, help us grow the show. Uh, we're having a lot of fun doing it. And after we you now have, what, 48 songs left on the Van Halen wheel, uh, if there's yeah. enough uh, interest, we're going to keep going on some solo wheels. That'll be a lot of fun. And I know, George, uh, your co host, Hattie, she's dying to talk some mammoth. So we got to get her on the show to talk a little uh, Wolfgang Van Halen. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you can find love me... her,
2: Wolfie.
1: Oh, yes, yeah, she does, and, and that's great. We'll definitely get her on to talk about Wolfie. Uh, you can find me uh, at uh, C.D. Morissette uh, on this show, as well as my other two shows on the Deep Dive Podcast Network, Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited, where we're... Uh... Trying to compile the ultimate Aerosmith mixtapes. Uh, Scott Haskin and John Marion and myself. Uh, we got a long way to go on that one. As uh, Mark and I reach the end of the Van Halen catalog, we're still barely into the, uh, the Aerosmith catalog. So uh, join us on there. Also, John and I do a show called Backtracks Theme Music, where we're talking everything music and movies. Uh, we just did a couple of baseball themed uh, shows uh, Don't Stop Believing from Moneyball and Wild Thing from Major League. So, yeah, uh, got some cool stuff coming on there. Uh, speaking of the Deep Dive Podcast Network, let's just run down the rest of the shows. We have Scott at Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast. Uh, he's got another, what, season or two to go. Then he might be done until Uriah Heap uh, releases another album. So go check out his show there. Uh, Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast. The Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered. Terry T Bone Mathley at T Bones Prime Cuts on the Other Side. Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul Joan David at In the Lap of the Pods. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast. Ben and Sam at University Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast. Uh, some dude named George and Hattie at the Judas Priestcast, which everybody should go check out. It's a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, Clay and Ryan at North by South Podcast. Greg and Jonathan again at So Far, So Pod, So What? Talking everything Megadeth. Uh, two of my favorite podcasts of all time. Uh, I, I bust his balls a lot, but Kevin Brown at the Tom Petty Project breaking down the entire Tom Petty uh, catalog. Uh, I'm a big Tom Petty fan. I love that show so much. And Kevin and his buddy Randy doing Seaside Pod Review, another Queen podcast. Um, They got a wheel. They're spinning it. They're breaking down track by track and having a lot of fun. Uh, Quinn at and Volume For All, Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at Rock Roulette Podcast, and Chaz and Greg breaking down the Lulu album from Lou Reed and Metallica at Regarding Lulu. Go check that sucker out. And check out some of our our favorite... uh, Podcasts out there like the DLR podcast, the Bogus Doga show, uh, booked on rock, and the Sean Geek and Fast Threat podcast, uh, Dissect That Film, uh, You're All Doomed, the Friday the 13th podcast. Too many podcasts to name, so much great stuff out there. Uh, go support it all whenever
0: you can. Woo. Thank you, Corey. All I'm that fired. goodness. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that was an excellent
2: but... plug. No one does I mean, as it's... good a job as Corey at plugging it's the true. deep Dive Podcasting it's... Network running down that list of shows and the cool people who host them as a network, we're putting out so much content, like as a whole, there's like an episode of something coming out pretty much every day.
0: That's right. If there's a band, a rock band of yesteryear or like semi-relevancy uh, today, chances are the Deep Dive Podcasting Network has got you covered on that. After at least do us a favor, do Corey a favor. After he made that huge rundown, go check some of those out and tell him that, uh, and the podcast where Rock sent you. Um, so there you go. We appreciate that. Uh, you can find me at Mark the Bat on instagram and twitter uh and uh, a a brief plug if i if i may if you are in the nashville tennessee area you guys know i've talked about it before uh and i'll say it again Uh, i take place or i take part rather in these musical tribute nights pretty uh pretty regularly in the nashville area me and a cavalcade of other musicians we do a lot of uh things usually metal related uh 80s new wave we've done all emo we've done all sorts of stuff well the next show coming up april 22nd if you are in the nashville tennessee area the legendary venue the exit inn it is not closing in fact it is going to reopen that's right new management same old venue it's reopening it's coming back and we're going to kick off uh the comeback right with a show dedicated it's called pop rocks and what that means is it's pop music that has gone the way of rock and metal so if you ever uh you ever wondered what uh i don't know rihanna or taylor swift or things like that uh like pop stars you ever wonder what they sound like in metal form we've got you we are dedicating the whole night as a, a metal tribute to the pop songs you can hear me do an actual Taylor Swift song and I can't stand Taylor Swift music, (laughs) but I do love metal. So for me, uh, you, you, get to hear, uh, you get to hear a rendition that ordinarily you'd never hear. So if you want to hear me do a Taylor Swift song, uh, which you'll never hear ever again, Be sure to show up at the Exit Inn, April twenty second in Nashville, Tennessee, for the Pop Rock Show. Me, myself, uh, uh, my 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 wonderful lady, and just uh, like I say, a cavalcade of Nashville's best musicians putting on this show together. Twenty dollars, eighteen and up. It's going to be a fun, fun show. April twenty second, and I'll discuss about that. I'll discuss that more later as the as the sooner we get to the show. But uh, it's all for charity, so do what you can support make sure uh uh uh, it's for a good cause that's the only reason why i would ever get on stage and do a taylor swift song so on behalf of Corey and our guest george uh and all of you out there our lovely patrons thank our patrons rather thank you so much for being part of this we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later